Thanks for tuning in to the Direct Access to Oxford Physical Therapy podcast, where we talk about your body, how it moves, and empowering you with the knowledge to manage and treat your pain or discomfort. You will also get an exclusive behind-the-scenes look at a successful private practice. You have the questions, and we have the answers. Now let's get moving. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Direct Access to Oxford Physical Therapy podcast. I'm your host, Matt. And your co-host, Allie. And we have a special guest today joining us, Matt Lee. Welcome, Matt. Hey, thanks, guys. Appreciate you having me on. Another Matt. I think you're like onto something here, Matt. Yeah, I'm trying to make my life easier. And we're only <laughs> going to have guests named Matt. Yeah, that way he'll never forget your name. It's <laughs> a good cloning system. <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, Matt, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about your background? Yeah, um, I have been a physical therapist for about 25 years, and uh, my interest is in orthopedic manual physical therapy. I initially started practicing and thought I was going to make a huge difference in people's lives, and then I realized I didn't really have the skill set, so I went to a manual therapy fellowship and really made a big investment in understanding movement and intervention and evidence, and it's been a complete difference maker, and it's been really a fun, fun journey. That's awesome. And you... um, so you do some clinical practice, and you do some teaching too, right? I do both. Um, clinical practice, probably half-time, and then teaching uh, probably the other part of the time at um, continuing education, university levels, both. Okay. Awesome, awesome. And um, so Matt comes to us today yes. via our Con Ed program. I right. know we've shared with our listeners before. We got you all anticipated. Because That's Matt's, right. Matt, our Matt has only mentioned it a couple times. <laughs> well, you know, we really feel like it's one of our crown jewels. It's a real separator between um, the therapy that we deliver and maybe therapy everywhere else. Great benefit to our clinicians and to our uh, students out there listening. You know, something that is a real separator uh, when it comes to, you know, choosing where you're going to be is the kind of education offered. And Matt's a great example of some of the high-level con ed that we bring in. So Yes, um, and Matt, I want to give you a big compliment because I don't attend our con ed, but everyone who did said how much they loved it. Oh, great. They just said, we had so much fun. They thought the information you gave them was really pertinent and just amazing, and I think that's huge. Well, good. I'm really looking forward to this coming up course as okay. well. Did they, say, <laughs> did they say they liked Matt? Or, or Matt. Matt. Lee. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, Matt. I, I don't think they give you that many compliments. I know. I know. It's too bad. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> well, why don't you um, just give a little, uh, you know, outlook to our listeners about the course. You can go into the first series we sure. did and the second series. Kind of what are we going over over these last two weekends? Sure. What we're really covering is a eclectic manual therapy approach, and we're incorporating manual therapy as a system with assessment, with intervention with reassessment and then moving right on to exercise neuromuscular re-ed and ergonomics and really trying to take a comprehensive approach to manual therapy in order to help the patient improve and one of the keys we're focusing on is is the reality of manual therapy which is not really expressed in the evidence or the literature is that every clinician has a different body size when you look at the average clinician what their BMI is, what their height is, and then you contrast or compare that with the average patient that's seeking care uh, for a musculoskeletal condition. And most of our patients are coming in because of um, perhaps musculoskeletal issues with arthritis, which may be associated with a high BMI or um, inactivity. And the reality is that a lot of the traditional techniques that are taught really Um, incorporate this almost equal size of clinician and patient, where the reality is clinicians many times, yeah, are much smaller than their patients. So we have to be able to be smart in terms of how to know to move our body and their body to to implement an optimal 
uh, care. That's so interesting. Yeah, I think that's really probably one of the be- uh, best things that I heard feedback-wise from our last course where people of all different sizes were like, oh, I could never do that technique before, but I learned uh, Matt showed me how to use a foam roller or showed me how to, mm-hmm. you know, uh, put the patient in this position instead, and the alternatives, I think, are are super helpful. Well, I'll tell you a little personal path. I'm, I'm – five, six. And I, when I went to manual therapy courses, I thought it was great, but most of the instructors I realized were about six foot and most of them were, were fairly robust males. And I would try to translate the techniques, um, that I learned to my patients. And I would think this doesn't work. This doesn't work. (laughs) Right. Right. So there's kind of an burgeoning, um, movement, uh, of, of how to educate clinicians of all sizes to, to deliver optimal, evidence-based care, which yeah. kind of highlights um, the, the clinical practice guidelines of neck and back pain. Yeah, well, I'm really glad you brought up the evidence-based because, you know, we shared in our last episode, we have a little teaser for our students and asked the questions about, you know, recent evidence on acute and chronic low back pain uh, related to support for manual therapy. And, I mean, tell me what you think. What's going on out there? What are they saying? Well, when you look at the high-level evidence, there is a fair amount of evidence to support it. Um, to support manual therapy in terms of joint manipulation and joint mobilization uh, for acute and subacute low back pain. Mm-hmm. And and the truth of it is that intervention with manual therapy alone isn't enough. And right. that's where it gets caught up in the industry because when right. people say, does manual therapy help, the proponents of manual therapy say, well, yes, it does. And the, 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 the detractors say, well, no, it doesn't because the truth is it's a package deal of exactly. manual therapy and exercise. Right. Yep. And we're looking at manual therapy as really opening a window of opportunity to the real medicine of, of movement, of, yeah. mm-hmm. of aerobic loading, of um, you know r- resistance training, and then also on top of that with good basics of, of ergonomics, unloading. Um, and we'll, we'll talk a little bit about this with how this meshes with, with the science of pain mechanisms as well. Yeah. But when you look at those, those levels, it's really um, a package deal for manual therapy which brings up the big point, when we say manual therapy, are we really putting it in a box that's much smaller than it truly is by just addressing manipulative techniques and right. excluding the exercise, excluding uh, the ergonomics, excluding the unloading? So so translation, and I'm talking <laughs> to you out there, patients. And me. <laughs> you can't just come in and say, can you do that thing that feels really good on my neck or right. back and that- then I can leave? So. Right. That's not going to get it, is it, Matt? Just because it felt good once doesn't mean it's going to be the end-all, be-all. You're right, you Allie. Know, answer to the treatment. <laughs> but it is really important to note that just because it felt good once, it is meaningful. Yes. Yeah. It's meaningful, and then you move on to teaching the patient how to modulate their own symptoms, how to essentially get in the driver's seat and, and learn how to control their symptoms and improve their function. And I think that's the hallmark of the profession of physical therapy is this kind of joint um, mission or venture you're on with the patient. Like I have some knowledge to give you, I have some techniques to give you, and eventually you're going to be driving this and I'm going to step away and I'm going to teach you how to manage this condition. Matt, I love how you said that. I mean, cause, because really what you're talking about is this collaborative team-based approach with you and the right. patient, right. which is patient-centered care. Exactly. And when we talk about patient-centered care that's a term that people say that's a cool term but what does it really mean you know when (laughs) you just pinned it down right there so (laughs) perfect well um I would be remiss if I didn't bring up direct access on the direct access to Oxford Physical Therapy (laughs) podcast so 
Um, you know, Matt, you and I have been practicing about a similar length of time. And what have you seen in your career and in, in change of, you know, direct access and utilization and things like that? It's when I first started practicing, there was no such thing as direct access. And mm-hmm. now we have it the way I look at it. And I'm sure it's identical to how you look at it. Is it really is a cost and time savings to the patient. I think, yeah. you know, when you go and you know you have a, a neck ache and you know that it's something you've had in the past, you don't really need to go to the physician to pay for a PCP visit or pay for imaging. Right. Um, if, you, if you're if you fairly certain, certain what it is, you go to the physical therapist and if it improves, um, great. If it is a condition that needs more care, then it's really up to the PT to, you know, refer you back to the physician right. and say this is something that is beyond what, what we can do. Sure. Um, the other thing that, that is really important is addressing these acute issues as acute issues and not waiting till they become chronic. Yeah, and I think that's fantastic advice. Yeah. I mean, that's really, really what is, um, you know, what, what the deal is. I, I think that with musculoskeletal issues, many times your pain will resolve or pain will diminish, but your body doesn't re-strengthen. And so you need the process of rehabilitation in order to get more functional, but also to prevent that issue from recurring, which is the real issue we're dealing with, especially with back pain and neck pain. Yeah. You know, it's funny, you said earlier, you became a therapist and you didn't have all the tools and knowledge. And I think back to when I was younger, I was covering uh, Friday night football games and I'd have these high school injuries and I'd see them Saturday morning, I'd see them Monday, and these kids are better. And I'm like, oh, my God, why aren't these people that have this same mild slip strain sprain and they went to the doctor, got an X-ray, got an MRI, and it's four weeks ago, they take six weeks to get better. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they must just be old, you know? And then <laughs> but these, I realize it's not. They waited. Yeah, they waited. You know, it's funny you mentioned that, especially with ankle, ankle sprains. That's kind of a, a nice area to talk about because, yeah. you know, it's a localized area. It's a specific injury. But a paper just came out in JOSPT talking about um, early intervention in a military population mm-hmm. for ankle sprains mm-hmm. yielding better function than those who didn't receive care. Right. And yeah. we, we've all kind of known that. But right. to have it in a paper, I mean, it's really nice to, to see that. There's your clinical corner teaser for December, folks. Oh, boy. <laughs> we'll I dig that article up and we'll have it out there. So Maybe well, he could come up with our quiz question for that one. Oh, yeah. We'll definitely get Matt to do that. Awesome. He's used to writing quizzes. That would really be fun. <laughs> <laughs> so um, just a little bit of uh, perspective, I guess, if you could give our listeners. You, you travel around, work with a lot of different groups, mm-hmm. um, you know, work in colleges and whatnot. And uh, what's been your experience with the Oxford therapist team and, and clinicians? I've been completely impressed. I was just mentioning um, a few minutes ago that the Oxford clinicians are very patient-centric, and they're asking questions relevant to their patients and their patient care. And it's really just a hallmark of a great practice of having clinicians that are just concerned, laser-focused on how do I get my patient better, how to provide them a, a better experience. And that's my reflection on, on at least one weekend, and I'm sure I'll see it, more of it coming up this weekend. But yeah. it's really, really a nice, a nice thing to see. Well, I appreciate that. Right. And uh, so nice. appreciate the kind words. And uh, we're looking forward to getting started, learning all about lumbar and lower extremity issues and what we can do to get them better. Well, I'm ready. Mm-hmm. Awesome. <laughs> well, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Thanks, yes. Matt, for being our guest. Well, and thank you. We'll be talking to you soon. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, everybody, I am here at our Oakley Center. Say hey. Hey. Hey, hey guys, what's up? <laughs>
<laughs> All right. So why don't we go around and introduce everybody here at our, that works at our Oakley Center. Why don't you start, Chris? My name's Chris Reese. I'm the clinic manager. I also work over in the Blue Ash Center. Uh, I've been with the company a little over, I guess, five and a half years now. Started at UC for uh, both undergrad and PT school. Started here in 2016. Awesome. I'm Joe. I'm one of the staff PTs here. I've been here for a little over a year now. I uh, graduated from UC as well. Went there for undergrad and graduate school. Hi, I'm Brian Atkins. I've been with Oxford Physical Therapy since 2004. Uh, I've worked in numerous locations from Fairfield to Blue Ash to Hyde Park and now the Oakley Center. He's a veteran of all of you guys. Yeah. Hi there, I'm Crystal Rains. I am the PTA here at Oakley and uh, I've been working here for about three years now. Uh, traveled from Fairfield to Hamilton, finally into Oakley and then uh, went to the school at University of Indianapolis to get my PT degree and, or PTA degree and my uh, public health degree. Awesome. That's our team here at Oakley. So why don't you guys um, kind of give a little spotlight on some of your niche services that you provide here. Obviously, we are inside of the gym, and it's Esporta, right? Yes, changed. So, it used to be LA Fitness. Yes, used to be LA Fitness. It is now Esporta. Um, you guys have the access to the gym, right? You're one of our many centers that are inside, connected to the gym. And you guys use that with your PT? Yeah, I would say that's one of our advantages here. We have access to all the gym equipment, all the facilities, um, and it's really nice if you got somebody who's maybe a little bit uh, nervous or shy about going into a gym when they're finished with us. We can introduce them to that environment here mm -hmm. and help them make that transition a little bit more easily. Nice. And since the gym has a pool, you guys also offer aquatic therapy, right? We do. Um, we do aquatic therapy typically two days a week uh, for an hour. Typically, since we only have those two slots, mm -hmm. uh, we do it as a group. Um, a lot of aquatic therapy is very similar to what you would do in, um, you know, in land, on lands right. in a clinic. Um, the only benefit, or not the only benefit, one of the benefits <laughs> is, um, you know, it's a, essentially an unweighted or more of a zero gravity mm -hmm. um, position. So, you know, it deloads the joints while still able or making you able to get that uh, strengthening. Yeah. In there as well. I don't think we've really covered aquatic therapy much on our podcast. You did give a little bit of a good highlight into what the aspects of it mm -hmm. in therapy are. Do you have a lot of people interested or do you kind of tell the patients if they would benefit from that more? So most of the time, the patients come to us expecting the aquatic okay. therapy. Um, so that's primarily what we see. However, every once in a while, especially with um, knee osteoarthritis, okay. um, I will recommend somebody to start start in the pool and okay. then eventually um, work their way into a land setting. So should someone be kind of nervous coming to the pool? They don't want to jump in, right? No, we have stairs that <laughs> we can gradually walk into the yeah. pool. Uh, there's no jumping into no the pool. No diving boards. <laughs> not, not, <laughs> not expected. <laughs> yeah, some of our other um, pools that we do aquatic therapy in have the zero entries. So it's like a nice gradual, like what you see like maybe in a kiddie pool mm -hmm. or in the child's section, I guess, of the pool. So they just like kind of wade on in easily. So no one should be scared of that. How is the um, temperature in there? It's a little cold. Yeah. Um, however, you know, once you get working, once you get moving, um, you warm up pretty quickly. Nice. And another niche service that you guys offer here at Oakley is the work conditioning. Is that right? Yes, that is correct. We usually see anywhere between active physical therapy to work conditioning to work hardening. Wow. And do you, Crystal, offer that yourself? Yeah. 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 Um, so what they'll do is they'll start off with Joe for an initial evaluation. 
And then um, from there, I kind of take over and we go through any type of injury-related exercises. Uh, we go out to the gym, get a good workout in there, and then we finish off with some work-related exercises in the clinic. And that's usually a long process, isn't it? Yeah. When someone so comes in to, for a work hard. That's about session. an eight-week, six to eight-week process. Um, so it's a lot. It's a lot of one-on-one time yeah. with you. Each get to other. know. You get <laughs> to know some of your patients, right? Start that relationship. Absolutely. Love to hear it. Um, what would make you know your guys' center, the fun center, to come visit? What makes you guys just elated to see your patients? Well, we're the fun clinic because we're located inside the gym here. So yep. we kind of have the best of both worlds with the clinic environment uh, and our tables and our usual equipment, modalities, and kind of a calmer atmosphere. And then we can step right through the glass doors and be in, in the a traditional gym. gym setting with all the equipment yeah. and a more lively atmosphere with music. And yeah, lots which of I'm pretty sure our listeners could, might hear from the overflow of the music coming from the gym so if you do hear that (laughs) you might hear some cold play we might have to be flagged for playing just fyi (laughs) we don't pick the music we We do not own this music (laughs) anything what else makes you guys fun i think it's just a relaxed atmosphere i mean our staff gets along great we have a lot of fun creating conversation engaging the patients in the process kind of taking their mind off the rehab part of Mm -hmm. things while they're working so they can just um just relax their minds and be at ease a little bit. So, Brian, since you've been here for quite a while with the company, and Joe, you're kind of newer with us, I just want to know both of your perspectives on the changes that we've seen in the past year. Um, you can put aside COVID for a second. I know our listeners are kind of over-listening about that. But kind of give a little bit about what you've seen in the company and changes, and Joe, with yours, just kind of the new things that you've been experiencing. I would say that while the company has grown in open numerous more clinics through the years. I think when I came on board, we had three offices. No way. Yeah, three offices. And I think the standard of care hasn't changed. It's it's maintained, and I think that's important. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's about getting the patient better and figuring out what they need as an individual and, and getting to that, you know, goal with the patient. Um, obviously, there's been numerous changes in you know, healthcare with reimbursement right. and insurance policies and things like that. We do have to try to squeeze more out of their insurance benefit than we did, you know, 10, 15 years ago because they're becoming more strict with what we can do. Um, but I think when it boils down to it, you know, the way our clinicians are treating patients here in 2021 looks very similar to 20, 2004. Yeah. And, you know, it's just about getting the person better. That's awesome. And Joe, what have you experienced? Um, I, I don't know if I can say much about how the clinic has changed right. over the years. I've only been here a year. Yeah. Um, however, one thing I've really noticed with Oxford is, uh, you know, comparing it to some of my clinicals when I was back in school. Okay. Um, you know, some of the PTs who've been there for, you know, 15, 20 years, they, it, it's almost seemed like, you know, they're still treating like they did 15, 20 years ago. Okay. And all of the PTs at Oxford seem to really keep up with the latest trends. Yeah. Um, you know, they're always updating their exercise, updating their modalities. Right. Um, so it seems like, you know, even the older therapists who have been here for 17, a thousand <laughs> years, something like that. <laughs> no shame, uh, you know, they're still, you know, keeping up with, you know, the latest exercises, right. the latest modalities, um, just to make sure that the patient's getting, you know, the best care that they can get. Right. right. You guys just came back from a con ed course, didn't you? We did. It focused on some manual techniques for the uh, cervical mm-hmm. neck area. An uh, upper body, and, and then, then we go back in another month, and we'll follow up uh, on the lower extremity. Right. So you guys are just 
keep continuing your education in those classes. <laughs> well, it's good. Well, I think we painted a really good picture of our staff here at Oakley. Thank you guys for joining me on our episode. I hope that you share this with all your patients. And is there any shout outs you want to give to any of your favorites? I'd like to give a shout out to all the past patients I've worked with through the years that continue to track me down as I move locations. <laughs> they find you. <laughs> I'd like to give a shout out to Nicole, who's working at our front desk. She's back from maternity leave. She was gone for about eight weeks. Taking care of her son, Elliot. We're thrilled to have her back. Yeah. Well, guys, I'm sure that all of our patients are out there doing well and love coming to visit all of you. So we will talk to you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening. You can find us online at OxfordPhysicalTherapy.com. And you can also find us on our social media pages like Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and TikTok. Remember, you do not need a doctor's referral to receive physical therapy in the state of Ohio and Kentucky, where we offer double the care for less than half the cost. You can schedule appointments online or stop into any center for a free screen, what we like to call a bee visit. Please write a review, send us a comment or message on our social media platforms. And until next time, keep it moving.